Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Ada. And I'm Thibaut. Every two weeks, we interview top leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We are on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to submit your questions and guest suggestions, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. So super excited for today's guest because it's actually the first guest of the T-shaped sales community. And it's Jan from Albacross, who's uh, working as a team lead uh, revenue development. So uh, Jan, welcome to the show. Hey, Thibault. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, super excited. It's it's my second time on a podcast, so I'm a bit nervous, but it's always great to speak to you. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, great to, great to no be worries. here. Yeah, super happy to have you. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, you know, before we dive into the topic, uh, you know, uh, which is going to be how you get actually from uh, nine months, you know, you've been nine months, basically you started as an intern at Albacross and now you're already a team lead, uh, basically leading the uh, sales development team. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but before we dive into that, can you maybe tell us a bit more about you, where you're coming from and uh, and yeah, yeah, who you are? Yeah, definitely. Um no, I, I consider myself as, as pretty normal. I'm, I'm grown up in, in the southern part of Germany, in Munich, um, and moved then at the age of six to, to Hamburg, which is quite a shift in the northern part. Grown up in, in a normal family. Uh, I'm, I'm the oldest one. We are a little brother, Simon, little sister, uh, Linnea, and then a dog. I love dogs. Um, yeah, other than that, I, I really like, like learning new things. I'm super obsessed by, I'm super curious all the time to learn stuff. Uh, and yeah, what can I tell more about myself? I like podcasts. I listen to them a lot, especially now in the, in the COVID time, both like more funny ones or crime ones, but of course the, the B2B space is really important. And yeah, I'm a big field hockey fan. I have background in, I was also at the junior levels an elite player. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love to to watch to watch games and like stay connected with my my friends friends back then. Yeah, okay, a bit about cool. me. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And so so um uh, actually, how old are you? I'm twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay, I got some glasses to look a bit more professional and a bit yeah. more more senior now. But I, I'm I'm twenty four years old. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's very fun for me because I, I just turned thirty. And, um, yeah. uh, you know, I always have this benchmark as my little brother as like, uh, so I'm the guy from the middle, I have a big brother and a little brother. Ah, and yeah, I've cool. always seen my little brother as this little kid. And uh, yeah. now I'm interviewing a lot of most, most people and talking and working with most people who are even younger than my little brother. So yeah. little, little kids. And it's kind of <laughs> when you realize you're getting older, uh, you know, because I feel yeah. I still feel like I'm your age, 24. But actually, yeah. you know, I just have six years more, and uh, you know, yeah. it just I don't know where yeah. the time time flew. Yeah, no, it's it's not about the age, it's about the mindset, and and I think that's inspiring. Like, 
uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. It's just it's just a number, um, and it depends on what you make out of it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm curious to know. So um, you, you're like a 24 year old German uh, dude living in Sweden. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, great story. Um, no, what what we actually. My, my family has a summer house in Sweden. So we always went there in the summers, like traveling up and down. And after um, I was like growing up, I was super into elite sports. I was really like um, successful um, in, in field hockey. So I always thought I would become a hockey player. But actually at the age of 18, I, um, I could not continue anymore because I had a hip injury. And that was pretty hard. You know, that was like hitting, hitting the, the bottom, so to say. Um, because you, I woke up in the hospital and it didn't really went well. So I had to, had to quit that. And that, that was super, super hard, like a big setback in like a graph. It would have been like from 100 to zero in like one day. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I, I actually thought about like, what, what do I think is cool? And we always went in the summer to Sweden. So I thought, hey, now I can do something different. I will just go to Sweden and explore that. And The best way to get into a country is maybe you agree is to actually live in in the country itself and also live in a genuine family so i actually was a, an au pair a nanny so to say uh, in a family in stockholm i learned the language fell in love with with the way of living here and then also decided to study here and yeah just i've been sticking to it i it's pretty close to the german culture a bit more relaxed mm -hmm. and more focused on the collective uh, which which i like and Yeah, it's still, uh, my family's in Hamburg, so it's still very close. And yeah. it would have been like I would have been studying in Munich, so to say. Mm -hmm. But it's a different culture, which I love. And it's a great place to be right now um, in job-wise. But I mean, uh, also also like private life. And in the COVID situations, it's it's pretty weird because we are one of, we are the, one of the single countries in the world that don't have a lockdown. And it's making a lot of impact, both positive and negative. Mm -hmm. And of course, the private life, but also business, you know, uh, because we can, I can meet my team every day, you know, if I want in shifts, of course, responsible, but it's, it's not all non, non remote, so to say. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Having a, uh, having a, a European democracy, respecting its citizen is very rare nowadays, nowadays in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd yeah, say, exactly. I think it's, pretty yeah. cool. but let's not go yeah. into politics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually curious to know about, why you decided to go into sales. So you started yeah. as an intern at Albacross. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the, you know, like, what, what's the decision, you know, that brought you in this profession? Yeah, yeah, great question. And the, the honest answer is I didn't want to end up in sales. And I think that's very true for a lot of people um, because especially coming from Germany, coming from like a well-regarded business school, they sort of look down a bit on sales. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, all my friends uh, that I've been graduating with, they, they, they went into consulting. So I thought the same, you know, I am going to be a consultant, uh, you know, have problem solving and I'm not going to be like this shady hunter and so sort of thing. And mm -hmm. that's why she applied for a consultancy and I got a job there. Um, and then I remember like yesterday, some of my friends were coming into the classroom and said like, oh, this COVID thing is, is coming and you know what, we're all going to lose our jobs. And one week later, the company calls me and is asking, hey, Jan, how are you doing? And I knew I would lose my job. So first in, first out, I lost my job there. Um, but at the same time, I have a lot of friends that work in the SaaS industry. So I also applied for Salesforce on, on, on the way because like... 
after graduation, I wasn't really sure. And Fide re really fell in love with SaaS, with, with like sales and like connecting to people, being curious and asking questions, like challenging all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, after I've lost my, my, or never started my job as a consultant, I was like, hey, I want to combine staying in, in, in Europe and staying in Sweden maybe with SaaS. So how do I do that sales? And that's, that's why I applied as an intern. I wasn't too picky. Um, and yeah, I, I really, I really love sales uh, right now. I, that's been like a total, total turnaround. And okay. I hope we, we like people like you are inspiring us to, to make the job fun. And yeah. so it was, was by accident. Um, but I'm really happy that I took that decision. Yeah. Cool. I think it was, uh, it's, you know, it's often these kind of things you, when they happen to you, you don't really understand, but it's often a blessing exactly. in disguise because, uh, uh, for me, I think like the, you know, it's very common, like in, in this kind of Western civilization, yeah. um, the great jobs are consultant, you know, like working for the big four, uh, exactly. working in finance, you know, being a doctor, being a lawyer. Which yeah. for me, I just like that's uh, hell on earth. You know, I just yeah. I would you you it's just pure slavery in my in my, in my mm. opinion. And you mm. work your ass off to actually end up after a few years being super rich, but like having lost your you know so many like good years of your life. Yeah. And yeah. I think sales is a, is yeah. a very different thing. It's not like the easiest job yeah. ever, but especially no. tech sales and SaaS sales is super interesting. Yeah. You learn a lot, yeah. and um, and there's this yeah. openness we don't have in other professions that yeah. is uh, super interesting. Yeah, yeah, and exactly the thing that really like where I said I have to work and this is like the the agility it's so fast moving and that's that's quite young you know especially mm -hmm. SaaS sales in Europe is 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 quite young profession you know like we are all quite unexperienced you know all learning on the go and we we have this great like vibe going on so I I really fell in love with it yeah yeah no it's cool and so now can you tell me so you started as an intern yeah. Then you became like a, a BDR or SDR. Yeah. Then you became yeah. team lead. And then yeah. switch, let's wait for another three months to see what you're going to become. But <laughs> um, can you tell me like uh, the first job you're gonna, you you got hired for? What yeah. was it? And then yeah. just tell me your journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for asking that. No, I, I started as, a, as an intern um because i i had like uh whilst on, on, on some side study when i was um studying i also had like a job just cold calling like 100 cold calls a day mm -hmm. um to just gain some money um and but as an intern i just wanted to 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 get to know see if the company is a fit for me and see if i like the job and i actually started out like doing i think two weeks of inbound and after that my my manager becca said you know what jan i think you would be more challenged challenged and because that was one of my key criteria i want to be challenged i want to be a bit afraid every day you know mm -hmm. a bit you know out of my comfort zone to the outbound and after three uh, three or four weeks she said you know let's let's do outbound let's see how it goes if you if you can prove yourself reach your quota then then you get gonna get a full job um, and then after three months i've been like turning into an outbound uh, bdr and um, yeah i got a full um yeah, full, full contract and, and was mm -hmm. signing for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so after that, so you became from intern, let's say inbound lead intern to outbound, which yeah. is a, a transition a lot of people don't do uh, properly because they hate going and doing outbound. Yeah. Um, but recently you became team lead. So so can you tell me a bit more about that and, and how the opportunity came to you? Yeah. So um, I think one, one of the key points is it's just that um, I sort of um, asked my manager um, Becca, how can I sort of um, 
advance as fast as possible um, and very very early from the beginning on set on like key criteria on what she needs to see and what development she needs to see both on like a sales industry but also personal level to be able to move to the next um, stage so what i did i when i signed the signed a full contract i i sort of asked for like a three three to six month plan a personal development plan we set out like clear key points and they were really clear to me. So I had like full focus on these three things. And um, after that, I, I, we sort of had a good basis to, to discuss the next step. And I think that that was key for me. And then um, are we scaling, scaling the team? We always have like this three months, six months check-in. And yeah, uh, now I think, yeah, it's just the beginning of the month. I just got, got promoted towards the team lead, the opportunity opportunity arise arose uh, where we had the time to to take the next role and yeah then then she was thinking about me uh, because i had been proving myself before and yeah she now felt that that it was time for me to next day take the next step okay basically yeah let's slow let's slow down a bit on on that so yeah. one thing you said that is very interesting is that you asked for a clear plan you know, and I think that's that's one of the secrets of people who are advancing and getting opportunities. Because you said the opportunity came, but no, actually you produced it. Um, yeah. You 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 know, like I think this is really something important to everyone who's hearing us and and looking for yeah. promotion or whatever is yeah. always have a plan, like yeah. uh, uh, with your manager, and yeah. uh, and that's often I think a great thing because if you go and ask for this clear tactical plan and your manager will not be able is not able to produce that for you then you know it's not you know the, you're not talking to the right person you're not talking to someone who can advance in your career exactly. and uh, and you're maybe not in the right company but in your case you clearly are because becca is uh, you know like uh, knows your potential and uh, you say okay this is what i want to do this is what i want to be what do i need to do and it's something i've experienced also myself where it's a bit of a, a game where you have to understand who's your decision maker, who's your champion, and who are your influencers. And so exactly. I think in your case, you understood very clearly who was the decision maker, but you also, yeah. you know, play around uh, the people who will influence uh, your career in a good way or a bad way yeah. because people talk. And I think that's yeah. that's also what contributed to your success there. Exactly. And it, it, it was it's, it's quite scary, you know, because you are young, you are an intern, you're sort of coming into a company with all these ambitions. Um, but sort of being very open with that and being frank with that really helped me to, to, uh, to formulate this, these goals very clearly, to be like, hey, I, I, I have high ambitions, that's why you hired me, and I would love to, 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 to invest as much as I can from my professional life to reach these targets as soon as possible. And I think a lot of people are like afraid to, to go up to the manager because it takes a lot of courage to be like, hey, listen, um, Becca, Peter, uh, Victor, how can I how can I advance as soon as possible? Because you don't want to put them into a place as well where, where though they don't think that you're ready as well. And um, but this 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 clarity really was 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 key for me, so to say. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's great, and and often um, um, as you as you said, it takes courage to do that. But I think it's it's really differentiating from your peers whenever you're. You know, like often interns are hired in a, in a, in crews. Like uh, there's like a cohort yeah. of interns, and uh, if you're the one who's asking, "How do I get a full time job?" 
you know, and, 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 and clearly like asking what are the milestones, what's the plan you need to, to achieve, then yeah. you already, you already stand out. And, um, and, you know, like having someone like you uh, working, you know, let's say if I were your manager, I would know like you're, you're pushing me to be a better person and to kind of like expand my scope of, uh, of influence in the company. And I think that's yeah. very important to have people like you yeah. because you're pushing, you know, people and they like, you know, they feel like, okay, he's on the way. I either kind of step up my game and stay yeah. there. Otherwise it's going to be my, you know, otherwise Jan will be my manager in a few months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, that, that is, that is really important to, to also point out that it's, you know, it's, it's always, always an interplay, you know, and always, always quite open on, on, on what's going on. And after, after you have like established that, that plans, then, you, you know, you, you have to put your head low, you know, and you have to really do the work and, and focus on that. And, but it was so clear for me because I had like, okay, you have to reach this quota. You have, I have to show so this sort of thing, and then we can speak. And I was always driven by that. Then we can speak moment. And mm -hmm. then just being fair as a manager also to be like, Hey, I promised you that we, we established like this upfront contract. If you reach these targets within three months, then we can speak about the next step or in larger corporation, six, nine months or something mm -hmm. that, that, that is so fair, but, but was, was, was a great, great goal to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now I'm curious to know. Um, so, so let's, let's go into the details of how you, you yeah. organize your day to reach these things. Yeah. So let's yeah. say you're a BDR outbound, what, how yeah. is your day looking like to kind of go and land some meetings? Yeah. Um, so, so uh, as a, as a BDR, BDR outbound, um, I think uh, I sort of took a lot of practices that I had from studying into, into my work life. So in general, I try to work in 45 minute blocks and then I do something different. So um, I color code my whole calendar um, every day with 45 minute blocks and um, then after that i sort of break down each slot um, for an activity so in the morning uh, i always start with with the scariest one for me it's calling like i just literally write down in my calendar from from eight to to nine or to ten i actually write a specific amount of calls i want to do in that time so 25 calls after that 50 minute break you know uh, i don't know have, have a snack uh, something like that walk and um, call somebody right in the community and then go go back to the next task and we, we use outreach where we sort of can categorize very clearly which task we are doing mm -hmm. um, and then email and then after that you do the follow-ups then it's lunch breaks they're usually really important we just we always have a book club we just read the book deep deep work I go out, you know, I take a walk. I, if I would be working from home, I would cuddle my dog. I would call my brother, something mm -hmm. else to really have a clear, clear cut and not speak about work at all because you need like the debrief. You know, if you have a bad call, you're probably feeling a little bit bad. And so I would maybe write to appear on, 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 on the community, on the T-Shapes community, how's the day? Are you also feeling shit? Are you also feeling great? And after that, I, I have like a song. I always listen to a specific song to get like hyped again and like have, have good minds because it's all about positivity. I always try to smile and then I do the same again. Um, and in the end of the day, I have like uh, 45 minutes of me time and Salesforce hygiene where I, you know, 
log all the deals, follow up on all the emails um, and write down the next task of the day so that I can like start fresh um, on that. And now that if I'm being a team lead, this, this of course has transitions a bit, but um, we sort of equip our, our new BDRs coming in with like a color coding exercise where they have to like schedule the calls and so forth for themselves. Yeah. Sweet. I think it's really interesting, you know, uh, I very, I very, it's very similar to the way I work uh, in a sense where you do like the toughest thing first, uh, you get, you get rid of that. And then, you know, your day is very, it's a lot simpler. You, you categorize, you take a, 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 you know, some breaks, but like most likely going outside, uh, taking a long, for me, it's a walk every day, like for one hour walk every day. A lot of steps coming in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, because if you know, like it's the gyms are closed, so you can't do much. Yeah. Uh, but really, like having these these blocks, and as you said, like having clear targets that are mostly, uh, you know, like it's not like book three meetings. It's like do twenty five calls because book three meetings is, is an outcome. Twenty five calls is an input, and so um, it's really about what you can control. I love the fact that you're asking your your BDRs to color code their day. Because it's, yeah. it's it's a very good good way to uh, to do that, and time block I think is uh, often something that is challenging. So yeah, so we actually start backwards. So they get like their tasks they have to do, and then from that they break it down on on on, on what they can do and what we uh, how they have to structure up their days. And usually, you know, like all these like nasty activities like calling, we come together three days a week. We do like a treasure hunt where we mm-hmm. just do like as many call calls as possible in like an hour with the entire team. And then we have like a live Zoom call and uh, where everybody goes and like, oh, this, this was crazy. He did answer. Like, how did you turn up that? And mm-hmm. um, now that we are also scaling our team, we always start with a morning huddle where we just walk through some like live calls we had and how we overcome that, some objections and also so, some motivations in the morning. And mm-hmm. then it's really important to right now, especially in the work from home space, especially as a lot of people are working so hard to also like just shut down the computer. Right. Mm -hmm. I personally, I'm not good at that. I have to, I am totally honest with that. I have to get better with that, but I love the people that are just able to be like at five, six sign out and then, then it's done. Mm -hmm. So I can also recommend that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think it's uh, it's, it's good to also have uh, clear boundaries on that. Um, and, and I'm I'm actually curious to know like um, how you've you've modified your workday now that you are uh, you're still booking meetings but you're leading a team now. So what have cha- what has changed in your in your day to day? Yeah, um, I changed a lot. Um, I'm also now involved in onboarding and I have like coaching sessions. So I have also color coded my different tasks in 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 different ways. So. I have one half of the brain that's working BDR and another one that is working coach and team lead. Um, And there I sort of have figured out for myself that I I need to do my BDR work very efficiently in the morning so that I can be of resource in the afternoon or after three as a BDR coach. So I have dedicated office hours every day where the BDRs can come and come and ask some questions. And during the day I'm available on Slack, um, but I also have to like where I do my tasks. So I have still work in process, but really also clear cut and color coding and also communicating with like cues. I have my 
I have my headphones on, I'm not available on Slack, I have this focus hours. And then um, also um, this dedicated office hours where they come and where I'm just there for them. Because that's sort of the key from, from switching as an individual contributor to someone that's elevating the team is that it's not only about you anymore, it's actually about elevating the entire squad. Yeah. Exactly. And do you, do you take some time? Because, you know, like one mistake yeah. I see a lot of people doing when they, yeah. they go to a, a new, let's say, team lead position yeah. is they take a lot of time. You know, they, they, they do their, their individual contributor work. Then they take a lot of time to elevate their team where they forget yeah. to take some time to work with the decision makers, the people who will get them to the next stage. So how do yeah. you make sure you take some time to work with Becca, work with the people who will get you yeah. to the next level? Great, great question. So... um also like we we have um i have i have like weekly check-ins with with my management as well um mm -hmm. where we also have times you know on friday friday is usually a good time um, and also early mornings um are great uh, i i i have become a morning person and i mm -hmm. now in sweden the sun is very high but you know like from seven to eight you know when everything is still calm like like a head of head of a family you know when when the kids are not in the kitchen yet so to say then then it's good focus time for for like this stuff um yeah so okay. I, i have weekly weekly check-ins with that of course <laughs> okay cool and so so um i'm curious to know so in your opinion wh what contributed to to your success you know in this past nine months it's been yeah. very fast very very good so yeah. what what, what yeah. how would you explain that yeah i i honestly don't know <laughs> but i think there are some some points um, that, that that other people can have a look at and i think the the first one is really having having a great team around you um, i think i never booked a meeting by myself it has always been you know i read it somewhere i read it from an external source i read it from an internal source or i you know ask 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 a peer how to do that so really having a team and surround yourself with people that are just a bit better than you are by yourself. I learned that from field hockey when I played in the youth national team, like the best thing is to be around people that are just a bit better than you because then you actually get challenged. Mm -hmm. And so being open to being vulnerable, like I don't know this, how can I get better and always come with a suggestion? Like it's not enough to just ask, I don't know that, but what uh, Becca was very clear on, you can always come to me, but you always have to come with a suggestion and then sort of say, can uh, can ask for a question. Um, yeah, uh, then I think being very clear and, and honest and, and frank with, with candor uh, about your management on where you want to go. So you have to really figure out for yourself, you know, not everybody has to grow fast. Like it's not, it's, it's an individual decision and it's something that, that can come and cannot, but you have to figure out on yourself, like what drives you. So I actually took um, like a standout assessment or something like that from Buckingham, which shows you what just key priorities you're having on right now. And for me, it was, I'm not driven by money. Like money is something that I ever think about at some point, but I personally know that I, I'm satisfied with my day when I've learned something new. So I need to be challenged. So figuring out that, like what really drives you and give yourself some time to figure that out is also, also something. Um, and I think the, the last tool I would say is um, being an entrepreneur in your market. It is sales and it is speaking to people. So you have to figure out your own way. 
right? It's, it's, you have to own it by yourself. You always have to question the status quo on, on how things are working and how, what, what is not working. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's no like, there's no real playbook on how to be successful in sales. The only thing that is for sure that things will change and you have to be agile and adopting mm -hmm. and have to be able to live with that change. Um, and the last thing is perspective. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We are, um, everybody is struggling. We are in a job. You know, if, if we don't book a meeting, the work won't get under. If, if someone is rejecting you in a cold call, you, you know, nothing will change. You know, they are not rejecting you as a person. They're rejecting you as a job or they're offering or just not waiting to learn. So I always try to see the bigger picture and what we actually do. Um, and that comes from my background. When I, I was not able to do the, the thing that I loved, which was hockey, I, I knew that it can go so quick from 100 to zero. So I try to apply the same theory as well. Is you know, we have we have a limited amount of time on where things go well, and this is actually one day. So mm -hmm. why not make it count? You know, yeah. uh, every day. <laughs> okay, nice. And so do you have like maybe three tips uh, if, uh, if some SDRs or BDRs are listening to us and they want to become team lead, what would yeah. be the three tips you would give them? Yeah, I would go out on LinkedIn and connect with the best people out there. Um, so ask for the help. Uh, LinkedIn is a great resource for mm -hmm. finding out mentors, finding inspiration and finding out um, contributors that, that you think are inspiring. For me, it was Kyle Coleman. I like the guys at Chili Piper. I like people like you that share their content and that you that you can learn from. I think that's that's number one. So so go out there and ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like it's a young industry. People are willing to help. Um, second is um, set um, sort of say clear expectations on both on yourself and also on your management team mm -hmm. to where you want to go and why you want to go. Like figuring out your, your purpose on what, what really drives you is so key. And that can take time. And this brings you back to one, there are people out there that can help you to reveal that, whether it's in the sales community or it's reading a, or speaking to a person that can point mm -hmm. you to a book. Um, and then um, the last one is to be okay with sharing. Um, I always feel there is a sort of a problem with people guarding their successes mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, on, on sales communities. You sometimes speak to them. They're like, yeah, how can I help you? And you just wanted to ask for, for success. So mm -hmm. by showing yourself vulnerable and sort of we have this, this mantra that, that we believe in, repeat it every day. It's... Uh, goes like this, I can't be all I can be unless you are all you can be. I can never be threatened by you because you're good, because the better you are, the better I am. Mm -hmm. And this is what, what we believe in. Like, I'm going to push everybody else as hard as I can because that only makes me better. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, being being Love happy for, for the others and then uh, not, not, not guarding yourself because it's it's... We all in the same boat. We all try to, to do a good job. Yeah. So to summarize, it's really connect with people you admire or who are inspiring you. Um, then have clear expectations, clear expectations for you and your manager. And then uh, share what you know, share what you learn and document what you're experiencing.
exactly exactly i think that's good and then cool. yeah then then setting yourself you know clear goals as well like clear clear expectations clear goals okay i'm gonna i'm gonna work pretty hard now for for the next year but i know my manager said that i'm gonna if i want to reach my quota three consecutive months we can speak about the next mm -hmm. and Absolutely. that's the light of the tunnel yeah exactly and uh yes so now i would love to kind of uh, uh uh give you the stage to kind of talk about anything you want to talk uh yeah. you know just tell people where they can find more of you or you know just yeah you can tell whatever you want yeah oh taking the stage thank you Thibault. <laughs> um now you can um you can find me on linkedin i i really believe in, in sort of sharing is caring um i'm right now working on a segment that is um called helping a bd out where i try to like take it take an email that maybe a bdr sent into me and i like we can we can fix it together and then send it back and then see what the result is and um, so yeah linkedin or uh, at albacross uh, of course uh we we work with intent data that really is uh yeah helping bdrs but also marketers to to reach which companies in the in the right moment so you can reach me there as well if you want um, and otherwise if you're on stockholm on the running path <laughs> or uh, on a long walk <laughs> okay cool good yeah. so thank you so much jan that was really insightful learned a lot um and uh, yeah can't wait to interview you in a few months we'll see where you are but uh, i think it's really impressive to see your growth yeah. in only nine months so congrats on that uh Thibaut, thank you um Yeah, big shout out to you. A uh, big part of that sharing is caring is the sales community, um, especially in the DAF region, in the in the European region. Um, that's pretty rare. So if you are not in there, go and check it out. Um, it's only 10 euros. It's literally, in Swedish terms, less than two, two beers. It's um, a really well spent money. The best people are out there and you will only get better if you surround yourself with people that are just a bit better than you. So feel free to check that out um, and yeah i hope to see you there yeah i'll put the link to everything uh you know like your profile albacross and the t-shaped sales community but thanks That's for the, the nice shout out and uh thanks for coming on the for show sure. Jan, and, and talk soon sure i loved it take care thanks for listening to this episode if you like what you hear and you want to suggest a topic or a guest you can join the t-shaped sales community It's a 10 euro a month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io/tsc.